Hello and welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. This is your host, Fortuan, joined again tonight by Ace. Welcome. Howdy. How's it going? It's okay. Got a, got a lot of games to talk about tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Sasha still has some things going on, so hopefully we'll see her back next week. If not, you know understandable there's yeah i want to get into her business but there's a lot going on um and uh so yeah so uh tonight uh it's going to be a little bit more of a loose episode i know last week was kind of a short one uh probably end up being a little bit of a short one today too as a result but uh it was a very busy week for me and i'm sure also busy for you ace i mean even though the kids won that does not slow them down I knew yeah. that. And then work things are sort of kicking up because of hot last minute holiday pushes and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. So it is shipping stuff. I I know that your company is dealing with shipping, but like shipping companies is your clients too. Right? More or less. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. uh, we are a major uh, truck carrier, so... We do a lot of load booking and booking with other carriers to get loads to and from sure. places that they need to go. Okay. Sorry, the cat is playing with a lid somewhere and just mm. being entirely distracting like a cat. <laughs> um, so last week, if you listened, uh, audience... Um, I had an epiphany while uh, Ace was giving a very impassioned and righteous rant against Sony. Uh, I don't know about righteous, but well, your your uh, your I mean, your uh, some, con- conviction is there. I mean, some right? people would uh, probably say uh, a Judas-like priest preach or a speech. Yes, because I so. Betrayed Sony, and the Sony fanboys will come for me eventually. Well, I'm going to be honest. I never was a Sony fanboy. I owned, uh, at one point, every PlayStation. I can no longer say that because I now no longer own a PlayStation 5. I currently have an Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to PlayStation a lot of times because that's where Monster Hunter was. Uh, I continue to go to PlayStation to play essentially third-party games uh, that didn't come to Nintendo. That's kind of the strategy if you want to be a variety gamer. If you want to hit most games, you got to have one or the other, right? Mm -hmm. Xbox or Sony. You got to have a PC and you got to have a Switch if you want to hit most games. You're going to miss out on, if you don't have both Xbox and Sony, you're going to miss out on their exclusives which uh, right now I'm only going to miss out on Sony's exclusives. Mm-hmm. So, And before, I was only going to miss out on none because I could have played Xboxes on PC. However, Sony's fucking up. I think, I think you feel that way. I feel that way, especially with the hike in price and this was the base price. This was not me getting any more games, mm-hmm. any more services, uh, any other features uh this is just so that i can play games online and then a library of 25 games for the playstation 4 
that most of them I had or didn't give a shit about anyways. Mm-hmm. And that list hasn't changed, hasn't updated. It's fine, right? I will say, kudos to them. Monster Hunter World is on that list. Uh, I'm going to take a point away, though, because Iceborne still has to be purchased. <laughs> so, so yeah. Here is a, a visit from Oreo. She was the one knocking around the lid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, let me let me check the store real quick. If I even still do I still? Oh, I still do have that. I think, right? Yeah. There's the app. Just wanted to check something. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm actually paid till through March or April. Oh, mine's uh, been dead since like spring. So that means all yeah. the things that I did have access to are now have that uh, PS Plus lock icon on it. Mm-hmm. Well, crap. Oh, okay. I just lost so the lid it to does, my water. does look like uh, Arkham Knights is on PlayStation Plus, but it's also on Game Pass because mm-hmm. Jack has been playing that recently. Uh, yeah. And I was getting back a little bit back into uh, Forbidden West, but my God, after not playing that for months, I just blow ass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's one of those games that have so many systems, I bet, that you're just like, who did what? What? <laughs> like, like I'm starting to get somewhat back into the hang of it. I recently rediscovered how to uh, glide because that's a feature in the new game is you can jump off ledges and yeah. stuff and glide down. Uh, I didn't die to falling or anything like that, but I did um, try to go panic learn, do some hunting and I went to go and get some uh, burrowers that were in my, in my path. And yeah, I failed to see the uh, thunder jaw that was like, right adjacent to them so, yeah like, and for context, i just decided you know what i'm gonna stop. i understand thunder jaws of the t-rexes right essentially essentially yeah. yeah yeah uh so i started going after them and then i get like lit up from behind and i'm like what the hell was that and then there's just a massive robot in front of me i'm like oh that's a thunder jaw i need to run and then it like wiped my ass on the floor <laughs> a second <laughs> oh, later i started to run and it finished me off and I was just like okay yeah I I need some practice Um, I don't know did I talk about I talked a little bit about the uh, state of boom and how I had started uh, Mm -hmm. there was a big list of games so you said like 15 games or something like that and then not that many but like six or seven that I was very excited about Um, one of them had come out by that time and I picked it up uh, once I got paid, uh, which was Ion Fury Aftershock, which is a DLC. Um, so I had a bit of that where I had completed the base game, but the DLC, uh, they and they give you, it's actually for a, a DLC for a game like this. It's a first-person shooter campaign, essentially. There's no multiplayer. It's just a single story. They actually gave you a lot of content for this DLC, the 
you got another 15 levels, but they also did a remix of the campaign with the DLC mm-hmm. monsters mixed in uh, with different locations and like different like enemy placements and stuff to sort of change up the campaign if you wanted to do it. I didn't play that, but I, I thought that was a cool feature to add. Like, hey, here we did like we redid the enemy placement in every level so that you can play mm-hmm. something different. Um, which I thought was really cool, but I feel that where you come back to a game that you haven't played in a while and you're like, what am I doing? Like you have to retrain your brain to play that game a little bit. Um, I'm not going to lie. I sped up to learning this game a lot quicker than I did the first time. Uh, It wasn't quite like riding a bike, but it was like, I still remember the mechanics and what I got to do. And I actually did a lot better on a finding secrets and B not mm-hmm. dying as much. Um, it was also shorter. Uh, and they, but the, the enemies they added, to be honest, they're not necessarily reskins cause they actually do different things. But like on the surface, most mm-hmm. of them are reskins. Um, not not to the level of Monster Hunter where we get palette swaps, but they are palette swaps, but also with different right. new weapons. Okay. Um, the one-liners, though, still just as freaking good. Um, there's a scene... So you play this strong female protagonist, right? And there's no sign of her crying at any point because, you know, strong female protagonist. Why, mm-hmm. why would she cry? Uh one of the funnier lines actually uh, came up with I talked about the bowling balls that are bombs um, I blew up a group of people with one of those and she said there's no crying mm-hmm. in baseball and I was like oh my gosh such yeah. a classic line With getting back into Forbidden West, there's a lot of uh, relearning the systems mm-hmm. and trying to re-engage my brain yeah. with combat in that. So, mm-hmm. sort of feels similar. How far? So how how far did you get? Well, it's like, it's you... basically just playing off of the already finished game because I finished the story and everything. So now it's just going around and completing like side missions and exploring um one thing i do sure. want to do is go to uh the memorial that they put in for lance reddick who played uh silence mm. and he was also okay uh, m- known for uh, his role in the wire as well an older tv show if you know yeah. that one at all I've heard a lot about it and haven't watched it. Heard it's great, just mm-hmm. never watched it. Yeah. Um, so I want to do that. Uh, eventually, maybe get Miles Morales. Or not Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2. I mean, Miles Morales is in the game, but it's not solely his game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at this point I'm going to watch a mm-hmm. playthrough of that game because I am interested. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the one game I'm going to miss out in the near future. Uh, making yeah, a switch. I mean, I've seen gameplay clips here and there. Some of uh, Venom, some of uh, Venom hiding, 
fighting uh, Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. So, need to get back in. I saw like a, a small story beat, uh, a small one, and I, I don't want to do any kind of spoiling thing, but it's typical Venom logic where I don't want to give up Venom. I feel mm-hmm. powerful as Venom like, yeah. kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, and okay, we're we're doing that again. Okay. Yeah, I've also seen that they got a bunch of the uh, other movie spider suits. Like they've got the uh, Tobey Maguire suit, and then. Uh, I think they brought back mm-hmm. a lot of the, uh, or at least some of the into slash across the Spider Verse uh, suits. So, if I do get that game, okay. I'll probably slap that on and put the uh, animation style because I do like the sort of stuttery vibe of, or the stuttery movement of the across the Spider Verse or into the Spider Verse animation style. Yeah, the very almost stop motion mm-hmm. at times. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I'm I'm I was excited to play the game, but I was going to hold off this year because I'm going to be honest. Like, I I actively think about my game of the year uh, because of the, you know the game of the year show we do, which is usually one of my favorite episodes that we do all year. So I do keep a tally as we go through and i was looking at it and i was like i don't think spider-man's gonna be a good fit this year because uh not saying that spider-man's gonna be bad but i'm saying like i'm gonna have to kick off either something i like or spider-man's not gonna make the cut mm-hmm. like there's something something's gonna happen the, the and i was just like so i don't want to deal with that now granted that being said i don't want to not play games so i just sort of played different games and was kind of hoping that spider-man would hold up but like i said that's no longer a thing it's not going to appear on any of my list because i'm probably not going to be playing it at this point um so unfortunate but i'm not that sad to be honest Mm. i really like the other ones were really good don't get me wrong and i think one of them did appear as one of my game of the years that year uh back in 2020 but when I played it, but <laughs> I just don't, <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't, at least for me, feel as exciting as the first new Spider-Man game that came out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. probably large, largely in part because I just don't have the time as much as I used to. And then, uh, I don't know, I don't think there was as much marketing that I experienced this time around. I saw some, Mm -hmm. right? So the announcement was, had some buzz, but I don't remember a lot post that announcement. Um, Which was that state of play in summer that that happened. And I mean, I think I maybe saw... That they did like some viral stuff of like having webbed up things out in public spaces, but other than that, I didn't really see yeah too much besides just like generic. Oh, you trailers. saw more than me then. Yeah, yeah, you saw a lot more than me then because uh, <laughs> I uh, did not see any of those. 
Um, so I, I didn't mean to over t- over talk Forbidden West with with Ion Fury. I was just no, trying to fine. relate, you know, like going going back to like a game that I hadn't played in a while because it was a DLC, um, and it was one of those boomer shooters that I was excited for. Um, I did finish that DLC, uh, all fifteen levels. I played it on essentially hard, very hard. Uh, so it goes like easy, normal, hard, very hard, and then like extreme or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, the very hard isn't called very hard. It's called Ultra mm-hmm. Viscera, um, which is a play on the very hard for Doom, which yeah. is ultra violence. Um, so the same acronym, UV. Um, had a good time with it. It was a great little romp of 15 levels. Uh like I said, some of the one-liners were really good. Uh, and I talked about how she doesn't cry, and there was that comment of no crying in baseball. She does cry in a moment of this game where she finds this... It's like a motorcycle helicopter. Okay. And it's like not in the way that you would think with like a pole sticking up and the helicopter whirl being above you. It's there are four legs sticking down with helicopter blades uh, at, yeah. below you. So it's like a futuristic hover bike. Okay. And there's a level or a couple levels actually that are just using this bike, having to hop off of it and do a little firefights here and there. But like, there's literally like a level that is just a race to beat the time it actually has a timer and grades you on how well you do the time. So like they really changed up some gameplay and stuff, but it's got these homing like plasma grenades that it shoots and it's got an infinite ammo of it. And you're like, and and she uh, sees the bike and she's like, Oh my God, I gotta have this. Like she's like really Mm -hmm. into this bike. Um, and then the level, you get it, and then you get to play with it for a couple levels. But then at the end of one of the levels, it gets mm. wrecked. And she <laughs> cries because it wrecked. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so she mourns yeah. its loss, uh, which is which is funny to me. The, like, her one point of weakness is she's like, uh, she's like, it's gone. My baby's gone. And then like, the motorcycles yeah. are all wrecked. Uh, but then you notice that the the plasma shooter of the bike is still intact. And then she's like, she kind of like, you pick it up and she's like, never mind, totally worth it. And then you get you get the weapon called the home wrecker. Gotcha. And, <laughs> That's funny. and it's it's just like a homing rocket launcher, essentially. Um that has two fire modes shoot one rocket at a time or shoot seven, uh, mm-hmm. homing rockets. Um, and, uh, I'm not going to lie. The boss fights in the main game, uh, were very difficult because they had a lot of health and it was, there's not a lot of like heavy damage weapons in that game that really do a lot of health at one time to bigger enemies. Um, smaller enemies. I mean, you obliterate them all the time with grenades and stuff, but like, it takes like maybe a hundred grenades to kill some of these mechs and tanks and stuff. Right. Like it's not, 
anywhere close. The home wrecker is the exact answer to all of those giant mm-hmm. health bars. Uh, you literally shoot the alternate fire four times, uh, and it has demolished every boss I fought, including the final boss. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right. So I just basically saved it for boss fights, and it, it worked out pretty well. Or if I was in a room, it was just absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Because uh, you go down quick in this game. That being said, I picked up another boomer shooter that wasn't part of this, but it was one that I was looking forward to, but I never really got around to it, which is the Warhammer 40k mm. bolt gun. So that one, you play as one of those giant space marines. I'm sure you've seen some yep. stuff of Warhammer uh, 40k. Uh, and that's fun. Uh, it's same kind of deal. It's a boomer shooter. You run around single player campaign. You blow up guys. I put it on hard mode because I'm, I'm blasting through. I've only died like three or four times so far. Um, <clears throat> there is a really funny scene that isn't like, there isn't a lot of like cuts. It's like all super serious because it's Warhammer, right? It all takes itself very mm-hmm. seriously and very lore heavy. And I, I'm not going to lie, guys. I don't give a shit about Warhammer. <laughs> as much as I, you would think I would, I just don't. Uh, it's just one of those nerdums that I'm not really a part of. I like the Age of Sigmar stuff and Blood Bowl mostly. I mean, I've talked about Blood Bowl sev- several times, but I'm not invested in Warhammer as a property. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. However, there, there was a really fun moment in the game where it kind of gives you this not really a tutorial, but it kind of just informs you about one mechanic of how the game works. And it's that you are one of those Marines in a giant heavy mm-hmm. mech suit, right? Well, they display this by the fact they make you jump down a chute to progress down the level. And there's an enemy at the bottom of the chute and you just crush him. All right. And it's, it's not, it's not like a splat of blood. Hey, you won, you killed him. Uh, it's, it's a crush. Like you slow down. Uh, <laughs> it's like you can feel the weight of you crushing a pop can as you land mm-hmm. on this guy and just fountains of blood spray everywhere. And it was, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I know some people aren't super into gory stuff, but like that's just comedy to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ultra Viscera. This one's just called Hard Mode. They were uncreative with their difficulty levels, but um, it's just, it's fun. Um, Just the same kind of, it's the same kind of gameplay, a little bit different. You're slower, um, but you're a much tankier, beefy guy, and you kill things much faster than Uh they kill you. Extremely faster. Like, I haven't met an enemy that I can't kill in three shots uh, with particular weapons, like okay, it's it's so fun. But all of this is on PC. I th- this doesn't even touch the fact that Xbox and I've still been playing Diablo Four with Chaunts because there's still content drop Tuesday. That and I think I talked about that the new Malignant Ring whatever uh, got those. Uh, so I've still been playing a little bit of Diablo. I won't get into that. I've talked the shit out of that game. I don't really need to. So the Xbox. I have an initial mm-hmm. complaint. And that initial complaint is that I have to reset the Xbox 
for all sorts of reasons for it to work properly at different times. And that's very strange to me. Not very strange for a Microsoft machine, as I have a Windows computer and have to deal with this at times. However, um, so I got uh, the Xbox and I was talking to my buddy Jared, who runs the store that I bought it out and and sold it to me. He wants to now play Halo Mm -hmm. Infinite together. So we were talking about when you get home, download Halo Infinite. It's free, the multiplayer mode. You don't even have to have Mm -hmm. Game Pass. Uh, So, yay, I'm going to do that. So the first thing I do when I get home, and I, I I only got two games initially, Titanfall 2, which, yes, I know, I own it on everything else. I got it. But mm-hmm. I still want to play it. <laughs> um, and then I also got Starfield, which I haven't started yet. Um, but I figured if I'm getting in a Series X, why not play Starfield, right? Um, started to download Titanfall, and then I tried to download uh, both Roblox and um, Halo Infinite's multiplayer. Uh just because they're free and the girls like Roblox and they wouldn't download. Like I would go through the steps, hit the button, hit download. It takes me to the home screen. Nothing happened. Hmm. And I was like, what is going on? And this is after having to install all the normal stuff like Netflix, YouTube, Voodoo, I installed all, no problems at, at all installing all the video apps uh, whatsoever. Um, had a problem connecting to the internet on setup. Um, that was not Xbox's fault. That was mine. I had a faulty, and I didn't know this, I had a faulty Ethernet oh. cord. So when my PlayStation was taking forever to download things on my really awesome internet here, I was very like, why is it? Because it was using the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was because, you know, it doesn't indicate which connection you're using. It just mm-hmm. says you're connected. Um, so I replaced the cord just like that. It works. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I was a little frustrated with the Internet issue, but then couldn't get this thing to download. So I reset the Xbox. And not only did it start to download, it had already downloaded them and not told me, even though I tried to download them. It was very weird situation. It was like I booted up the Xbox. It's like, hey, here's both of them. You got them. And I'm like, hmm. what? You gave me no indication that they were downloading or had mm-hmm. downloaded or anything. It was just a weird glitch or something. Just a weird. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the strangest thing. And I was trying like, I, I mean, I was trying, you know, probably longer than it took for them to download to try to get them to download. Hmm. So it kind of makes sense. It just didn't indicate that it was and that it finished. And when I reset it, hmm. it's there. So I wonder if it was maybe a notification that just popped up and went away immediately. So you didn't notice it or couldn't see it. No, I, I don't think so. Um, maybe, but I don't think that's it, it could have been, but it wasn't on like the actual like download section. 
they weren't there. They didn't maybe, appear there. Literally, the first time I did it, it then, and then once you fixed the problem, it went through. It it took me to the queue, and it said the queue was empty. And I was like, why would you take me here if it didn't do anything? And I was like, that's what the, what the most initially confusing part was. So it wasn't even showing up on the queue. So I was just like, what is going on? Like, I was uh, so confused. I, I, that's That wasted like well, an hour and a half. Maybe them for the queue. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, Behind the scene queue. The dumb, secret dumb queue. levels are we going to go through? <laughs> um so even though I got it Wednesday night and I got everything set up once once it went it went or it went it's not had any issues like that since but those two initial things kind of like this is kind of bugging me um I had a bunch of issues setting up micro getting the Microsoft accounts that I already have for the girls Minecrafts onto the Xbox to give them profiles which you know we're skipping any sort of online play for them on that because they're just playing Roblox lo- Roblox yeah. on it, which mm-hmm. is free anyways. So all of that account setup was a bit of a headache because it was a lot of remembering passwords I didn't remember and remembering emails I didn't mm-hmm. remember and all that kind of stuff. That was that was yesterday um, or last night. Um, but all the nasty stuff aside of what I dealt with. I didn't play anything that first night. And then my friends have been, uh, Brian and Jacob from the bickering bucks have really been trying to get me to play mm-hmm. outriders. And I don't know if you've seen outriders, but it's this co-op multiplayer, like PVE shooter. That's okay. gears ish. Okay. Um, um, and it deals with being on an alien planet and having a class and yada, okay. yada looter shooter as well. So you get gotcha. loot. I was n- not initially invested, but while I was working, I was doing research and talking to them about it. Went to the game store, um, the next day. So Thursday, um, and it was like mm-hmm. $15 the game. So I was like, why not pick it up $15 popped it in. So the first game I actually played was outriders with my friends later that night. Um, worked really great. Looks really great. I had no issues, uh, with that. I figured out my old gamer score gamer tag is not what I'm using. I'm using a new gamer tag because I remember they retired my gamer tag. I don't know if you if you were around when they did that, but they did a big, massive wave of retiring game tags that weren't used anymore. And it said, hey, if you want to keep your gamer tag, just let us know. And at the time, I was totally off the Xbox Island. So I was like, yeah. take it. I don't care. So all of my gaming history through the 360 days uh, is gone. Uh, so I only had progress recent from stuff. recent yeah. years where I played Halo Infinite a little bit on PC. I had a couple achievements from that. And then Minecraft stuff yeah. that I've done. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess they have a gamer score at least uh, and a profile. So, um, yeah, so it's it's been a fun experience sort of relearning the, the, the Xbox. But I'll tell you what, 
initially I was just I'm gonna do core, right? I'm just gonna do X Xbox Game mm-hmm. Pass core. Not gonna worry about all the extra games and whatnot. They did say it's like, hey, it's a dollar for two weeks until you upgrade, and then it's like whatever, seventeen or eighteen dollars a month mm-hmm. for ultimate after that. And I was talking to Chance, and him being the mathematician he is, he was like, think about it this way. If it's two hundred dollars a year, right, which is a lot more yeah. than the eighty, but if it's two hundred dollars a year and it stops you from buying two AAA games, mm-hmm. you're ahead. And I was like, "Well, yeah, you have a point." Yeah, I mean, I haven't touched it in a while, but <laughs> I was able to, and probably still am able to play Starfield. So that's what. 60, 80 mm-hmm. bucks, or however much they're going, like AAA launch titles are going for. $70. $70 on the AAA launch mm-hmm. titles right now. And then, uh, what? What else have I done? Uh, Far Cry 5 is on there because I've been playing a lot of that mm-hmm. using the backbone. Because that's mainly what I've been doing, it's just a lot of backbone because it's a lot more portable mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah and as an as a uh, parent of a younger child portable is a lot more prevalent um for sure which you would think then that i would be I, into the the play the playstation uh what what is it portal but yeah, that's yeah the yeah. wrong kind of portable for me <laughs> super expensive for no reason yeah and also wasn't it like a super low range in yeah. comparison i mean like this is like yeah. 4k and that one that one's like i think what 1080 mm-hmm. a switch is 1080 is... i think the new dead space game might be on game pass Yeah, I think it is. I think I saw it. Well, there you go. That's another 70 right there. I might boot that up even though I have it on PlayStation. Oh, man. Uh, Need for Speed Hot, Hot Pursuit. That's might get... 20 bucks, I think. Jedi Fallen Order is on there. And Survivor. Survivor's on there, too. Oh, wait. That might be with EA Play. So that might actually be... Oh, wait. Yeah, it might just be yeah. normal. Game yeah, Pass, because you get EA get Play access to a collection of EAs. But let best love game series. Yeah, yeah. Any EA game okay, is going to so be on. I should have access to that then. Which means I didn't have to buy Titanfall two. But let me tell you, it was five bucks. <laughs> oh, to hey, have that, physically. That one. I'm okay with five bucks. Looks to be on there. Uh, thirsty, thirsty suitors. I remember that, and I looked at that, and I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, maybe we can play that. Um, however, I still I have a lot of games I'm getting through, so I, I did start Call yeah. of Duty as well. Um, I haven't played it a ton yet, um, but I will say I am 
I have been sufficiently wrecking face in that game. Uh, I am not the best in every match, but I have been almost every match quite positive on my kill to death ratio. (laughs) So, and they did something weird and I didn't expect this. They keep gun progress from previous games. So when I like to level up guns, right? I already have some guns that are already leveled up. So I'm only playing new guns and I'm like, this is interesting that I keep progress so I already had the gold camo unlocked for the rocket launcher that I use. Like, I already had everything unlocked for it. And I was like, that's strange. I have never heard of this. And they're kind of treating it like each new title, while you pay the full price for the title, is a continuation of the previous one in progress uh, as far as weapons go. And your your rank or whatever, your player level is reset. But, I mean, that's true of any other time I've played Call of Duty. Nothing's different. The only thing that's different is I kept progress Mm -hmm. on guns. So I thought that was an interesting change. But that's about all of my observations so far on the game. It's Call of Duty still. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have nothing new to say. I'm enjoying shooting people from a distance with a gun I shouldn't be shooting people with a distance from. People just don't know how to burst fire, I guess. It's like, they'll just be like, they'll be like, like, oh no, he's there. Like, gotta go full auto. And they're, you know, all over the place and they miss you. And it's just like, I'm just going to tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Okay, they're dead. Like, if they're at too long of a distance. Now, close by, yeah, I'll let it go full auto. You got to. But, um, yeah, if it's at a distance, you you can totally... I, I... I don't know. It's my normal, just having fun, killing people, you know, killing people in team deathmatch. That's yeah. what I do. Um, um, and so sort of something I also talked about last week, I think, or at least after the show mentioned, um, PlayStation also, uh, what was it with that? My brain. Um, I know that they are, also doing some other weird stuff too. The layoffs. One of the things you were talking about yeah, was the, the layoffs. layoffs. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. Naughty Dog was doing some layoffs. Um, I think it was either them or one of the other development companies. Uh, had like 20 or 30 people laid off or something like that. And then I saw also that apparently the multiplayer Last of Us game that was being worked on has also been scrapped. So. Sony further just eroding my faith in them. (laughs) And just further uh, and reinforcing my decision to switch. um, Honestly. And I, I will say, I, I I love the Xbox interface in comparison. Mm-hmm. It is so easy to use and figure out. And the PlayStation, while I'm used to it and I know how to navigate it, I didn't know how to navigate Xboxes mm-hmm. at all. But there were features that I could just do, and it was very intuitive, and I didn't have to do a lot of time to figure it out. 
Whereas there is a learning curve with both PlayStation yeah. 4 and 5. A bit. Not a huge one. I'll give them credit. It's not a terrible UI. But, like, just being in the system, it's pretty good. And then also the fact that I can just, I don't know, hit the Xbox button. Although my PlayStation brain keeps hitting the screenshot button instead of the Xbox button. So I've had many screenshots taken that I shouldn't yeah, have. Every, Although I did take purposeful... You know, and then I'll see... Because uh, we moved the... Uh xbox into jack's room because that was initially a birthday mm-hmm. present but it was uh under the condition of you have to earn it to to prove that you can uh yeah i do remember that yeah responsibly handle it so yes that was done uh and every now and then i'll see a screenshot notification come up because i have the notifications on my phone still so I'll just see a random screenshot of mm-hmm. something from a game. I think this tonight there was one from uh, Grounded. Mm. Yeah, I just it my my brain uh, just muscle memory if I want to hit the PlayStation button and I know the Xbox button's up higher, but just muscle memory hits the screenshot yeah. button. I'm like, damn it, I did it again. However, I did purposely use it during a Call of Duty match because there was a player whose name was Chauncey, uh, who I kept killing. (laughs) And I kept taking screenshots every time I killed him to show Chauncey Mm -hmm. one day. Um, Now, it's not spelled the way Chauncey does it, but uh, it it, it was like, hey, look, I didn't know you had Call of Duty. And I don't have Call of Duty. I have proof. (laughs) Oh, I I forgot Um, to tell you, too. I think uh, because I did my – I'm on my third – replay of the new dead space game on my second one i finally did the thing that Mm -hmm. i never did with the game originally which was complete the game with just the plasma cutter you mentioned you were going to do that uh, a while ago so congrats i mean it was technically a lot easier since i went through with the already partially upgraded plasma cutter but yeah I think sure. it's definitely uh, interesting to just play with just one weapon throughout the whole entire thing. Certainly a lot less uh, frantically trying to find the right ammo Decisions. or having to buy a bunch of different mm-hmm. ammo. You can all just consolidate and credit dump into one type of ammo and not have to really think that much about it. Of all the games that could have a single gun run, it was little if I played Dead Space. That one, that one makes sense because that bolt cutter not, that is mm-hmm. just so good. Like that initial gun is a very good weapon. Um, outside of, um, I would say possibly classic Doom, there isn't a gun that is so uh, so much of a workhorse throughout mm-hmm. the whole game as that plasma cutter. Uh, and and in reference to classic doom, the super shotgun is the workhorse of classic doom, whereas the plasma cutter, which is your first mm-hmm. weapon too, super shotgun is not your first weapon. Just the initial weapon being the one that you want to stick with, that's an anomaly in a yeah. game, right? Like and most other games, you start with a shitty hand uh, handgun or pistol or 
whatever. And you're like, I'm never going to see this thing again, you know, outside of some fringe scenarios. I think I might have to, uh, because I think I got, yeah, I got Callisto protocol physical. I think I may uh, do some uh, market testing, some market quoting and trade that in because that's definitely uh, guilty of the shitty. That was one of the ones I had and traded in. Yeah, uh, that was one of the ones that I wanted to try, and I just didn't because I I heard how bad it was, and I got it, but I just never opened it. It was on that backlog for so long, and I was just like, I'm never gonna get to this. So, yeah, um, I think I gave it a good couple weeks of trying, but like compared to Des- Dead Space, the the combat is just so like clunky comparatively. Because mm-hmm. it's more focused on stealth and melee, that. at least with how far I got. But like the the melee melee is like a weird like one two three dodge and then go for your attacks. Like if I remember from when it's like a boxing thing. Not really. It's it's almost like turn based in a way. Uh, I think uh, moist critical. I think he did a video on it. Mm-hmm. So essentially it's like dodge to the left, dodge to the right, dodge to the left. Then you do your three combo and then you repeat. And that's just, I don't know, not really conducive. It sounds like punch yeah, out to me. It's not really conducive to a survival horror game. And I, I was no. trying my hardest just to get the rhythm down and I just couldn't because I would like, follow it and then try to do my attack but then the enemy would attack right away and it would just whittle my health down and it's just like Mm. I am not having fun I'm not progressing through the story as fast as I would like to so I eventually just fell off and then Dead Space came out I think that's that sounds terrible because to me right I've played horror shooters before like I don't, I'm not into horror games in general, but to me, you know, or, or, or you know, let's say even say thrillers, uh-huh. right? Jump scares, all sorts of stuff. Doom, classic Doom, and some levels was considered horror, especially in the beginning. But that's not the only one I played. I played some other ones too. But, you know, you get to this point in the game where you have a weapon and that kind of thing. Your first reaction to those games a lot of times is mm. to shoot. You see something that you don't, like, your enemy surprises you, you dodge, you shoot, whatever. Something It sounds like something in Callisto Protocol you can't. So, like, that feels very unintuitive to me into the genre well, that I would consider. Callisto Protocol is going for, like, a different thing because it's definitely more melee-focused on the combat. You do have a pistol. Uh but it's marginally effective and depending on the level that you have or the difficulty that you put the game at, ammo is scarce. So I think I upgraded it as far as I could at the point that I was at and it was a little bit more effective, but again, ammo is scarce. So it's the game is definitely more orientated towards melee combat, but 
the the melee cam combat is, is just too clunky in my opinion and like mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm a good gamer See? or anything like that but I just couldn't get it down and usually I can get melee combat down in games to See, a certain extent yeah where I'm going to have a problem if I play that game because I think it's on game pass as well mm -hmm. um uh, if I do end up playing that game, which I don't think I will, especially because of this conversation, where I'm going to have a problem is I don't need to have a power fantasy in my game. That's not always what I'm going for, right? Like boomer shooters, that's kind of mm -hmm. the deal for me. But I understand that this isn't this isn't that, right? Where survival horror is the opposite, right? Um, and. I'm still, I still enjoy, um, especially even in just horror movies, the turning point in which you can fight back, mm -hmm. right? A lot of horror games do have this turning point where you are fighting back. Um, the best example I have is Doom 3. Doom 3, 100% in the first two thirds is a straight up survival horror. Uh, limited ammo, you don't have a lot of ways to fight back, but you got to. You got to kill things, all they or they're going to kill you. But like, it's limited. It's scary. You have a flashlight. It's dark, yada yada. And then it flips the script towards the end, and then it becomes more like classic mm -hmm. Doom, where you're you're the <laughs> you're the threat, right? Um, but even horror movies like uh, Sasha and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Hush is one of the ones I really like, where there is a point where she starts fighting back and yeah. competently. She's still in danger, right? But, like, there is a turning point where that happens. I, for me, what I enjoy in both a game and a movie in general, I like that turning point. I don't like the nihilist, you're always the underdog mm -hmm. approach. You know what I mean? Um even playing the little bit of Dead Space I have over the time, it feels like Dead Space has this thing where you, despite being jump scared and things are not always within your control entirely, you have options, you think about it, you go in with a cool head, you can kill the thing and move on, uh, adapt to the situation, shoot when you need to, yada yada. It's sounding to me like it's purposely this melee system, if they want you to use this through most of the game, yeah. it's forcing you to be up close and personal and at a disadvantage. And it's once you figure it out and do it, it's going to feel boring and rote. And once you're before you're there, it's going to sound uh, tense and frustrating. I'm not sure scary, but it sounds like it's going to be at least tense. Now, this is coming off of a game that I have only seen trailers for and your impression, so take this with an entire grain of salt. But to me, this just furthers my conviction of getting rid of this game and not mm. playing it. <laughs> you should, uh... I mean, if you like Hush, you definitely need to get more into Mike Flanagan's works and watch the uh, horror anthologies on Netflix. They're all very, very good, because uh, the, the 
main actress, uh, Kate Siegel, is his wife, and she's in pretty much all the anthology series that he has. She's mm. in uh, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting okay. of Bly Manor, Fall of Usher, Midnight Mass, and then uh, have you... I do have the Fall of Usher on my queue. However, most of my time that has been ga- uh, that I have considered watching something is also mm-hmm. while gaming, and or I'm watch and when I'm watching something, I'm trying to wind down. It sounds like the Fall of Usher, while I do have it in my queue, is not a wind down situation. <laughs> so I have not watched. Well, it in a yet, sense, no, but it, but in it a is sense, on my queue. Yes. It's winding down the family usher. Sure. Yes. Um, we're talking about winding me down so I can go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've certainly used them to fall asleep before. I just recently did a rewatch of uh, Midnight Mass and fell asleep on like the second or third episode and then woke up uh, and... Uh, the queue had put me on like the sixth episode. So that is something that you can do. That's not something I can do. <laughs> Granted, I'm not like a, I'm not like going to get super scared from those kind of things. I might, you know, jump scares can get me. I'm not saying I don't get scared by things, but like that's your cup of tea, not normally mine. So like that is not a, content in which I can enjoy mm-hmm. winding down. Actually, uh, on that topic, I didn't talk about this, but I think I've told you before, my wind down videos usually mm-hmm. doom uh, playthroughs. Uh, my main guy, my main YouTuber who does it, is going on a near permanent hiatus. Mm-hmm. He is pseudo quitting. And he put an announcement video up recently uh, that he was going to take a back seat on this on the YouTube stuff uh, here soon because he's having a kid, and I was like, "That's awesome, good for you." What else do I got to do? Like, I got to find something else because this mm-hmm. isn't going to work. If... <laughs> uh, not that I need it to go to sleep, but I I do enjoy watching it. Yeah. At that time, um. So, yeah, uh, it's it's uh. I gotta find a new one. <laughs> I mean, soon. It's not there yet, but soon. Yeah, like I said, Mike Flanagan's stuff on Netflix, very good. Um, and then in Fall of Usher, <laughs> uh, Mark Hamill's really good in that. Uh, Bruce Greenwood, who's been in um, mm-hmm. other works, he was one of the main characters in Gerald's Game, and then he was uh, in Doctor Sleep in the recreation of the room with the impossible window. Oh, okay. I did see Dr. Mm-hmm. Sleep. I don't remember when, but I did. I was definitely at mom and dad's at that time. So within the past five years, but yeah, I might've been around this time last year, actually, that I watched Dr. Sleep because it was on Netflix, I think. Yeah, it's also on uh, Amazon Prime right now, I think, too. Or I just have it bought yeah, or I something. Yeah, I still don't have Amazon. Sure. 
You know what's really weird? For the longest time, and I don't know what the promotion was, I actually owned a movie on uh, YouTube. I don't know if you know yeah. that you can do that, but you I can. I haven't, but yeah, I know that you can um, do that. Well, I own a show through YouTube because I wanted to, and that's Primal because mm-hmm. I love Primal. Um, but they did a free promotion or something shortly after Google acquired YouTube. So we're talking like 2015, 2016 timeframe and elf was for Uh free. So I picked up elf and I own elf on YouTube. Not a bad movie to have. I like elf. Uh, My dad and my brother despise it. Um, They don't like Will Ferrell. I mean, I can kind of get that. I mean, at least for that movie, uh, I would say that his uh, sort of stick of being a man-child is reasonable because, you know, he's a human who was uh, yeah accidentally uh, kidnapped when he was a baby and raised in Santa's workshop and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah, which I think the concept mm-hmm. is funny. Um I enjoy it. Um, I will say uh, there is a there is a movie that he did where he is a man child that I don't like, and that's Step Brothers. <laughs> I do not like yeah. Step Brothers. I think they're just a little too crass in it for me. Like it's just a little too over the edge on things. Like the thing that really made me uncomfortable was the whole don't put your balls on my drum thing. Like that was just dumb. Like that, that is, it's not even high school humor. That's like grade school shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's more so just what the movie is going for is that they're absolutely just man children. And I don't necessarily. Yeah. Think that to me, their, it was a little too uh, karaoke much. business would have actually taken off. But whatever. Mm-mm. A lot of people like it, and I oh, like watching it every now and then, but I, I, it's definitely something that has not aged I, as well for me. I don't like it as much as I used to. Yeah. And the weird love affair with his brother's wife, too, that, that bothers me. Yeah. And... uh the you know I kind of have this slight dis dislike for people cheating on each other. I wonder why, but <laughs> uh, um, I do like the scenes where his brother is trying to sell the house and they're coming up with all the different ways to scare off potential buyers, like putting makeup on and rolling yeah one of them no, in no. a in a rug to pretend that he's dead, dressing up like. Klux Klan mm-hmm. and Nazi members. Yes. Yeah, I, I I do. There are don't get me wrong, there are moments of the movie that I do find enjoyable and funny, but like overall, I'm kind of disgusted by a lot mm-hmm. of things in the movie. And I'm not gonna deny that while it's just wildly offensive, it's still funny to me. The the boats and hose song at the end mm-hmm. is just it's so funny. Uh, it's because yeah. it's so stupid, right? Because it's funny because it's so stupid. But yeah, um, uh, that was a tangent for sure. Um, Welcome to the podcast. Have you been here before? 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. I know we got there from Elf. Sorry. And I was talking about Google. Owning movies? Um, so. On YouTube? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was, that was Elf. Now, one of the things um, that I did want to talk about tonight is Outriders. Have you seen or heard this game? Not very much. That's kind mm-hmm. of the point, right? This game flew under the radar, um, and it got some buzz in 2021 because it was one of the few games that launched during okay. COVID that actually had, like, it had, like, its own whole month that was, like, the only game that it came out, mm-hmm. I think, was the deal. So it had some attention. And I was watching a lot of reviews when they're trying to get me to play play this game i talked about it's a little bit of a looter shooter you play class blah blah blah. it sounds very generic right because well in -hmm. some ways it is however i watched a review that was extremely critical of it um called it extremely forgettable which i mean to be fair kind of is uh in a lot of ways uh it didn't catch a lot of people's attention and then also now, because of when it came out and, you know, COVID and all that kind of stuff, it actually sold decently well. Um, and also because it was on mm-hmm. Game Pass for a while. Um, but it's the, I wanted to talk about it because it's from an interesting developer. And I was, while I was watching reviews, and don't get me don't get me wrong, I, I didn't, wasn't a super big fan of everything they were saying. And I didn't necessarily just blanket agree with all these reviewers. Um, but I was like, Ugh, I cannot find a positive review on mm-hmm. this thing. Like, are you sure about this, guys? Because, like, they are really pushing for me to play this uh, with them. And they're like, no, 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 it's totally your game, Cham. You totally need to play it. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it seems like not my game. Like, it seems like it's crossing two of my games, which is Doom and Diablo as a looter shooter, right? But it doesn't have any of the elements between the two that I really enjoy, right? It's like, it looks like it's just scratching the surface of both Uh genre and not really going deep. Um, And I can't say that I have a judgment for the game. I have only played it with them once so far, and we got not super far into the game. We did four or five missions um, hit like level 10 or 11 out of 30 or 20 or something. So like not terribly far, but the people who made it are the people who made bullet storm. And I've talked about this. They're the people who did the Duke of switch version. That's the base game that was garbage fire, but fun to play. Like the story was shit so bad that I hated it. And I just like, I've rented the game. I didn't even play it for the whole rented time and mm-hmm. I took it back. But then they put the gearbox, put Duke Nukem in it. And I loved the game because it was a good gameplay, but the story was just so intrusive and just a pile of shit that I didn't want to play it. And then you put in Duke Nukem mm-hmm. and everything's fine. 
because it's funny. Um, and yes, comedy will get a long, long way for me. <laughs> um, it's the same people. It's people who, uh, people can fly and people can fly have done other games, uh, and other series. And I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, but they're a competent studio. Uh, while they don't always do the best, I feel that they're extremely competent. The, the one a lot of people recognize them for, I think, that I'm forgetting because I didn't play it and I had no intentions of ever playing is Bioshock okay. Infinite. So they're the people behind that, too. Gotcha. Um, one of these days, I'll have a good review of it because I'm only going to play this with the guys because I don't really want to get too mm-hmm. far ahead of them. It feels like very much their kind of game where I am not going to be over the moon about it, but I love the mechanics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's just that something missing that makes the game exciting while I'm playing it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but a not memorable and B (laughs) it just feels like the most, C student video game mm-hmm. I have ever seen. Like it's just there. Like it exists. It's good. I hope I don't want to insult the devs in any way. To be fair, it's a really fun game. And the story doesn't make me want to turn it in. The story actually has somewhat of a an idea. It's actually the premise, this might interest you, the premise. Um Earth is destroyed. Aliens invade, Earth is destroyed. Uh, Humans, in the oh shit moment, send colonies off into space, hoping to be able to recolonize somewhere and escape the apocalypse, right? So your cryosleep for however many hundreds of years that it took you to get whatever habitable planet they found, and then you wake up, and you're part of the first people on this planet to colonize, and they're like... How's Earth doing? Did they survive? What's going on? Um, planet went dark in a total annihilation five years into our journey. And it's like, holy cow. Or, or No, I don't know the exact number, but something like that. Um, so you're like, oh, okay. So that's kind of nuts. So you learn a little more about the world building and what's going on and whatnot. And then you go through like the tutorial mission and you get attacked uh, by this weird electrical storm, and it kills a bunch of people, and you get hurt by it, and then they had to put you in cryo sleep so they can. For some reason, you had to you get put in cryo mm-hmm. right again so that you can recover because you got hit too. Um, you wake up thirty one years later. Okay. And this planet has now this whole giant problems and ecosystem and things that you have to learn that while you were an original settler, you have no idea what happened in 31 Mm -hmm. years. And also, all the people you landed with and characters that your character knew and had relationships with, you know, at least working relationships with, are now old and have to and kind of resent your youth or whatever. And it's just like an interesting 
curveball, I would yeah. say, the story. So it's actually interesting enough to keep going. And it's it's a sci-fi thing, so I'm kind of taking it easy because I'm you know me, I'm not super into sci-fi. But it's interesting enough. Like it's not terrible. It's not my main character is so much of an asshole that I don't even want to hear him talk. Uh, read bullet storm, but <laughs> you know, it's something. Right. So I definitely wanted to talk about that tonight. I, I want to see how this game goes. So I'm going to kind of pressure them to play a little more often than we would normally would, which is like once every mm-hmm. two or three months. <laughs> so, so I'll keep you up to date on that one. But yeah, other other than that, uh, Call of Duty, I want to get into Starfield. I just haven't. And then I'm going to be playing Bolt Gun because I got a lot of PC games to play too. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I think I forgot. Oh, well. It's okay. Um, so... Considering doing Callista Protocol, uh, and then you talked about doing Dead. Did you want to do another? A while ago, you, I thought you wanted to do another run of Dead um, Space. I, well, I'm on my third. Uh, it's on mm-hmm. hard mode now, but with me having played twice through uh, the game already, and then uh, having the plasma cutter, I think maxed out. Um, and having oh, it sounds like from a... both games. Uh, now all the weapons are nearly fully upgraded. Because uh, I think in my yeah in my plasma cutter run, I went back and did some hunting and did the uh, master override and got I think almost all except for one of the. Uh, upgrade upgrades that you can get in the mm. the crates that are around the map. So there's I think I have just one sure. weapon left to max out on upgrades. And then I get the trophy for that. Okay. Wow. I think. Okay. So how close is that to a platinum? Oh, it's still pretty far off I think. Because I need to uh, do the zero mm. G basketball. Um, I survived the shooting gallery on uh, the security ship that crashes into the ship after they take on a uh, necromorph. Um, mm-hmm. Which that's completely different from how it was in the in the first game, if I remember correctly. Because I think. In the first game, it was legit a shooting gallery, and like the higher score you get, the better the rewards from the lockers. Sure. Okay. I think I have all the armor upgrades too, so I think that's done. Let's. Does it have my? Oh, there's trophies. Sixty-eight percent. So, 
Mm. What am I missing? Complete on impossible mode, which I think you have to unlock by uh, beating hard Defeating mode. hard mode. So that's potentially the fourth one. Hopefully it's not as bad as uh, Zealot mode on Dead Space 2, where you only get three saves through the entire game. Uh, yeah, build to order. Install every weapon yeah, upgrade. Full contact. Kill 30 enemies with the contact beam, so that's in works. I know I was going through that, but I was getting shorted on uh, ammo for that. Merchant, collect all schematics now, so that i think is part of the upgrade maybe and then wishbone rip off a dangling limb using kinesis not sure how to do that so i might have to look <laughs> maxed out fully upgrade all weapons and sure. equipment hidden trophy complete yeah complete level six and zero g basketball and another hidden See the alternative ending in any difficulty mode. Not sure what that is, so I'll have to Interesting. find the alternate ending, I guess. Hmm. Nice. I do like multiple endings. I don't like too many. Um, and I certainly don't like it when it requires... like So I really liked Sekiro, but it required four full playthroughs to do four different mm-hmm. endings. Uh, two of which are bad endings. And I'm like, really? Do I really want to replay to do bad endings? Yeah. Like, so I had the not as good, but good ending. Okay. When I did Sekiro. I don't know. I, I, I like multiple endings, but I don't like having to do them all. <laughs> I like having, there is a best one. And I can go for it. And ta-da. If you remember Triangle Strategy, where I immediately replayed it and talked about it for the game of the year last, you know, for last year's uh, Mm -hmm. set. So earlier this year. um, I loved that there was a golden ending that was like, there were three endings, but they were all kind of like tempered with, issues right like they were not good not bad they were just more middle of the road like that's how life is endings but the golden ending was you managed to satisfy all of the requirements and you got a the best ending possible and sunshine and rainbows uh i like that i like Mm -hmm. that approach a lot um i don't want to have to replay a game four times i just don't uh and theoretically i could have got the the best ending on the first run i was actually extremely close to doing it i only made uh one wrong decision um but to be fair it felt like the right decision if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like it felt unintuitive that that would be the decision for the good ending the best mm-hmm. ending, I would say. Um, but it was. I don't, I don't remember. I remember the decision was, but I don't remember the impact. It, it would be hard to explain it, and I don't <laughs> think I need to. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
To be honest, uh, my next couple weeks of gaming are probably, even though I just got the new Xbox, it's going to be a lot of Bolt Gun, a lot of Diablo 4, and then when I just have time, because I'm not playing Diablo 4 by my uh, by myself right now. Um, that's not going to come around till next month until well, there's new content. I'm mostly just playing to talk and hang out with mm-hmm. my brother when we play games together. It's going to be Call of Duty mostly, so I'm probably not going to get to Starfield for a while. But uh, I did end up, because of the discussion, I did end up signing up for Game Pass Ultimate um, after taking the initial $1. Now, initially I paid for the $10 for the first month of, like, Core. And then I did an upgrade for $1, and so... I don't know if what actually happened or whatever, but it said I had ultimate for a full month instead of the two weeks. And then I bought a card at Walmart that was like a three month card because it's just cheaper to buy it three months at a time. Granted a dollar cheaper, but still cheaper. Um, (laughs) um, So I, I, I now am cool like through mid April on, game pass Mm -hmm. ultimate so well i mean the most gaming that i've done lately is uh monster hunter now and i'm kind of feeling the burn on it i have on it because uh like many other people i am i think it's uh, been two weeks getting very fed up with the ridiculous astro operates oh yeah like a lot of i've it's oh, been yeah. popping and it's... up on my Reddit feed of people like posting their screenshots of their drops from hunts, and yeah, it is pretty abysmal uh, because I've been maining the light bow gun pretty much because that's what's most effective for me currently, and you can use the mm-hmm. AR to go like full view, so you can like if you're decent at the aiming you can target specific parts to try and break and there have been multiple times where like I will break the head and both sets of wings on flying wyverns and I'll still just get like scales and shells and yep (laughs) yeah and, and and the dumbest thing, and and I really, the, I have a lot of criticisms for now. I've stopped playing. I think it's three weeks now. I haven't uninstalled the game. I still get notifications from the game, but I haven't touched mm-hmm. it. Uh, I just swipe the notification away. Part breaking, while you know me, I love part breaking. I love part breaker. It's one of my favorite things in Monster Hunter. I just love it. The fact that they fucked it up so hard really aggravates me because they look like they do it right because you have a lot of breakable parts. It does get you another whole reward slot, which for each broken part, which is a big deal in such a low amount of rewards. However, what part you break has no bearing on what item you get. Zero at all. And that is a failure. If I cut a tail, I don't care that it's a rarity two item. Give me mm-hmm. a tail, like. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think 
just today I was able to beat another Diablos and I was able to get the part. I think I was actually just sitting on the parts, but I needed monster bone M's and I kept uh, using them on other things. But I was able to yeah. cra craft the uh, foil, so now I have the first level of part breaker. I haven't been able to do that yet. Uh, I haven't got the ridges mm -hmm. to drop. Uh, so the, the, the rarity three from a Diablos and I still need a prime scale, another prime scale, which is the rarity yeah. four. Um, and I've only killed maybe four or five Diablos. Uh, they just don't show up for me um, very often. Now they probably have over the, the amount of time I haven't played, but let's see this is what i was concerned with when this I've launched was like it's a few nice i keep finding gyros and smaller rarity yep. monsters Just... i don't know how i think i'm well over 60 70 cool yakus like... yeah uh just a couple minutes ago while you were chatting i killed a level four uh kulu yaku but i honestly contemplating just yeah they're freaking just ignoring it because kulu yaku has been popping up like crazy and i'm like you're not giving me the drops i need to be able to upgrade any of my kulu equipment so like what's even the point and like i have what i think it's technically i don't even use any kulu equipment with the purples the purple yeah. one star um mm -hmm. i still can't regularly that Kulu Yaku because it's just too agile and doesn't deal enough damage even though I have uh, the Rathalos helm and then the uh, leather armor which gives me three extra levels of uh, attack boost the rank of your gear is very important and then the the scarcity of the materials to rank shit up is too much. Um, and I think it's exactly what the point of you were saying with the people at Reddit and, and right there. Yeah. It is too much materials to upgrade shit and you get so much garbage in comparison and it really aggravates it. I haven't ran into the limit, but it really aggravates me. The fact that there is an item number limit and not an item type yeah. limit. Like oh yeah here let me go and which uh, is scrap forty nine monster bonuses because Lord knows I don't get enough of those right and and like the gathering feels pointless at some point because you're not going to gather anything that you want you have to go to the large gathering nodes to get certain things like carpenter bugs. I'm still need more carpenter. Bugs. Oh, well there's like a, I've needed carpenter like a fall bugs event going on right now where I think it's like 20 or 30 forest monsters and they'll give you 10. So, I mean, I use that and got a little boost. I mean, sure, but I'm, I still don't see myself picking mm -hmm. it back up right now when I am just I'm playing other things. Like when I'm out and about, I'm just not doing it anymore. Yeah. I'm just not. Like I don't care. Yeah. I mostly use it to just pass the time here and there and take little pauses.
pauses between certain things I'm doing. See, that's the problem is I don't, I'm not a mobile gamer. Like I can't, I, either I want to play the game and progress in it or I don't. There's not a, there's not a casual aspect mm-hmm. of it to me. Like I can't, my brain doesn't do that very well. I can't just, I can't just like play a game like only in this search, certain situation. Either I want to play it or I don't. Like there's not like, I, I kind of play several games at a time because of the platform or what I'm feeling at the time. But I want to play those games, yeah. right? Like I, I set aside time or, you know, well, not maybe, maybe not set aside time, but, you know, like use the copious amount of free time I have as a single father who lives by himself. Right. Uh, um, so, you know, I, 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 and I don't want to spend time on a mobile game because if I'm out and about, I'm usually either a work or B doing something or C out with friends or people. And so, like, playing a mobile game is a bit of a brain commitment to me. And that means that I'm not super paying attention to the people I'm with a lot of the time. So I just yeah. don't do it. Um, like, I was doing, I was playing, when I was playing it a lot, I, you know, when I talk about on Wednesdays, I hang out with my friend Jared at the game store. When he was busy, I'd pull up the game and do it. But like when he's busy, I talk to other the other employee at the store or my brother, uh, that kind of thing. Like, not, <laughs> not a, you know, like I I can do other things. Um, I literally have one mobile game that I treat like a mobile game, and it's like a stupid brick yeah. breaker thing that like I play once in a while. Because I just aim balls at bricks and then they break and that's what we do. So I, I, my, my brain, I'm not a mobile gamer. I can't, I don't do it. I don't do it well at least. Yeah. (laughs) No, I got you. Um, so I don't really have much else to say. Like I said, today I think today was pretty much a off the cuff episode because we've been very busy and things came up and yeah, yada yada. And ad lib. I had expected. Episode. Yeah, I had expected, uh, hopefully, to reveal to Sasha and have a discussion about the Xbox with her, but we can do that whenever she's back. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's super time sensitive. Uh, unfortunately, Mossy, if you're listening, you're going to have to keep the secret another week. I don't know if you saw that, but Mossy was like, how do you like the new Xbox? Like, no, 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 don't say that in Discord. Sasha might see it. I want to. You want it to be a. I want to surprise her. A joyous surprise for her. I just want to see her reaction, right? Because I, I didn't even expect this of me. I wasn't, I was so. I wasn't anti Xbox, but I wasn't like, I was very anti for myself getting it right. Cause I didn't see a point. I was very much like, there's no reason I have a PC yada, yada. Well, PlayStation fucked up so hard. They gave me a reason now. So, 
Yeah. Um, and then Xbox. Oh, crap. No, there is one thing I wanted to say. So some more stuff came out from BlizzCon because people have got back and been able to talk about their experience and whatnot. This specifically deals with Xbox owning mm-hmm. Blizzard. Um, it seems like, because they own Activision Blizzard now, that those, uh, what I'll call, negative Activision influence that have been hitting Blizzard for a long mm-hmm. time, at Microsoft uh, sp- uh, specifically is kind to trying to work to dissolve that connection and treat them as separate entities. And this came from a couple different sources during BlizzCon and some employees and stuff who were actually extremely excited about the acquisition because, uh, what's his name? Yabara, Mike Yabara. Mike Yabara is the president of Mm -hmm. Diablo, not Diablo. Blizzard. I only care about Diablo, so I think Diablo. But president of Blizzard, he started his career for 20 years at Microsoft. Now, probably has a bias because he worked there Mm -hmm. previously, um, but obviously on good terms. Um, He's made some statements about how um, he's very excited to be working with Microsoft again. He feels there's some good stuff. Now, granted, that could all be PR talk, but one of the things, there's some transcripts of an interview with a with some devs um, that one of the devs uh, had done a mock-up of like this giant presentation for when, um, what's the president of Microsoft? Um, Xbox. Phil Spencer? Spencer. Phil Spencer comes in to Blizzard to talk about, hey, we've, you know, how are things? We've acquired you. Here's a little meet and greet with all the team members, yada, yada, like corporate mm-hmm. stuff, right? They expected, the employees did, uh, based on this interview with, I don't remember who it was, um, but I had just heard this information today and I was actually really, helps me reinforce my decision for switching the Xbox heavily because they were like, we expected to have to do what we did with Activision. Here is our pricing plan. Here is everything. We are in gold. Like basically all the business talk of like slideshows, presentations, and business shit to basically say, here's what we're doing to further the good, the business agenda, right? And Spencer comes in. He's like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. I just want to get to know you and your team as how you guys work and how we can help you do what you want to do. And everyone was just like, right. Like, like head explode. Like you don't want to hear like our projections and numbers and all the, the money and stuff. And, and then he, and then he's coming in here like, how can I help you? And I'm like, I just, that makes me feel better about a, the acquisition that makes me feel better about B my switch, uh, post. Cause you remember I was very against this acquisition specifically for Diablo. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want this to happen. Cause like, I'm still very concerned about the, the monopoly ish is of it. Yeah. But 
it's making me feel like they aren't the corporate gobbling company that they feel like they've been with these acquisitions. Yeah, it, uh, um, certainly more so seems like PlayStation would be that of the two lately. Yes. Uh, and I mean, what, PlayStation last year got Bungie? I think Bungie was one of the companies that was also doing a significant yeah. amount of layoffs. So that yeah. may uh, also be an indicator of... Poor Bungie. They just... Uh, good thing they're made of elastic because, dear God, th that company has bounced around mm -hmm. so much. They started with Xbox. Then they broke away and they were doing their own thing. And then they got acquired by Activision, which would have been Xbox again. But then they yeah. broke away and then they got acquired by Sony. And yeah, it's just that company, while they did something great twice, I will say twice, uh, not saying twice overall, but I'm saying two great series, yeah. right? Um, Halo, and let's not discount, they were making games before Halo. Uh, if you want to look back, they were actually one of some of the influence of boomer shooters back, not boomer shooters, some of the influence of shooters having more story back before mm -hmm. Half-Life. They were some of the earlier adopters of having a bigger story in a shooter back in the height of Doom and Quake and all of that. Um, they didn't sell well enough to really kind of hit that Half-Life, Half-Life 2 fame to really turn the industry around. But they were one of the earliest people who did that with the genre. Then they make Halo, right? And Halo... To this day, as much as it, to me and to several people, has been a failure, it's something notable and worth right. talking about. To this day, if at least for its history. Then they also went and made, uh, why am I blanking on it? Destiny? Yes, Destiny. And Destiny still has a place, still has a following, still has an active user base in the looter-shooter yeah. genre. It is one of the biggest proponents of games as a service, all sorts of things like that. Now, as much as you like that or don't like that, whatever, they are notable for that series, and rightfully so. I just want to see what they can do next. Hopefully Sony can manage them well enough to do that and give them the creative freedom. Cause they're a good studio. I don't think that that, I don't think that they're not, I just don't think that they've had the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would say my faith would more so be in them than Sony at this point, but I don't know. I feel like, yes, I feel like I'm right getting to and the even, point where I'm just beating a dead horse over the last couple episodes and months, really. Me too. Me too. Because, I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm just bashing Sony for switching, and I switched to Xbox just to bash Sony. You know, like, there's still good series in there. I have no problems with God of War, right? 
Like, that was an amazing game. So was Ragnarok. Um, I'm sure Spider-Man 2 is great. I, I was excited to play it. I'm not anymore. But, you know, you're excited to play it. Um, and the me not anymore it has nothing to do with the, the quality of the game. It has to do with my ability yeah. to. Right? Well, I mean, you kind of removed um, your own ability to play it until they release it on PC. Yes, fair. Just in that regard. Like, you are right. <laughs> yes. Um, I still think there's there's hope in the games for Sony. I don't like Sony themselves. Like, I don't think the games are, 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 are the problem. <laughs> it's, it's the company and the system. And I don't want to be there when they do something crazy shitty. Uh, we'll see. So, I, I am I am a rat jumping off the ship that isn't sick. Watch yet. the uh, so PlayStation Five Pro be uh, seven or eight hundred dollars and come with a titanium alloy stand that only works works vertically, and then you can get the uh, horizontal one uh, for a uh, hundred dollars extra. You know, it might sound like you're exaggerating, but I could see that. Or watch them uh, backpedal from the uh, consumer positive choice to be able to put in your own uh, M.2 SSD drive and go with a solely proprietary one to be able to expand the storage, which is how Microsoft started with the uh, Series S and Series X, but they have now opened it up more so because more manufacturers are making the uh, storage cards, but or the specific style. I haven't got a storage card yet for my Mm -hmm. Xbox. Uh, But I don't, I haven't had it very long. You know, we're under a week, so. So I think, I think it's sort of negligible on those with those two because while the option with the PS5 is great, not necessarily everyone, especially like soccer moms, as Rich of Rubitech likes to call them in the annex- anecdotes yeah, yeah. that he or the hypotheticals that he brings up, uh, especially soccer moms who are mm-hmm. just like gonna get these things for their kids and not like look up like performance understand standards uh Mm -hmm. that's one aspect that could be a drawback for it whereas like with the xbox it's just a 100 percent for approved and going to work as soon as you quit in pretty much Mm -hmm. yep it's um It's a wait and see, I guess, just to see just how bad it gets. Um, Or if it doesn't. And I just made a decision based on stuff that, I mean, I'm okay with the decision I made now for what it's most of it was the price Mm -hmm. for me. I was just like, I'm not getting anything for $80 uh, other than playing online. 
Yes, there are games tied to that. I don't give a shit about those games. I, by the time that game came out, I had already 100% Iceborne and Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Okay? I don't care that Monster Hunter's there. It's... I like World. Don't get me wrong. It's old news, man. We're looking on... We're, we're we're done with the next game. We're looking forward to whatever the next yeah. one is now. We're kind of in a Monster Hunter hiatus right now, unfortunately. Unless you count now, which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does have like the monsters and stuff. It doesn't have the lore. It doesn't really have the story except for no. speech bubbles that pop up that I just click through because I don't really care. Like it, it's a mobile yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it that. does. It's just mobile game. Yeah, yeah. It also canonizes the um, awful concept of the Monster Hunter movie of monsters invading the real world, which I hate. Um, it's a big, big minus for me on that. Um, thank you, Neantic, you dicks. <laughs> Uh, I just felt like being abrasive on that one, but um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just gonna get some time to learn more and play the Xbox, and I'm already playing Diablo, which is Microsoft owned now, and I'm hoping to get RoboCop Rogue City. Okay. I think I showed you guys a linked a video about it. Um. Uh, to be fair, um, the video I linked is the same guy who did the uh, Outriders review that was very negative on it that I had to take with a lot of salt. Mm -hmm. This guy, I like him. He's very informative. However, honestly, I rarely agree with his negative opinions. Positive opinions, I normally agree with, but his negative opinions... He's a lot more negative and a lot more hostile to a lot of things than I care to be. Um, same with the Act Man. Him and the Act Man are very similar mm-hmm. to me uh, as far as like how we line up on our opinions. Uh, they're informative. I like them way too harsh on things they don't yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think you know the Act Man because of the whole steal spiel with the weird guy who was Quantum I don't remember TV, his name yes. but yeah uh, there have been more yeah. developments since but we don't need to get into that oh yeah I know he went to jail I saw a little headline he he ended up going to jail oh, for some more, reason more past that oh uh, do you have a, at least a headline to tell me because I'm a little uh, curious for dom- domestic abuse allegedly uh i i haven't looked into it to see if that was 100 percent charged but i think that's what it was and then uh more recently his now ex-wife i think uh has been more open Mm -hmm. to people mainly his uh former one of his former like right hand man's anonymous uh and posted a picture of him jumping onto like the hood of her car as she was trying to like essentially escape because that's like 
the kind of person he is, I guess, or at least allegedly. Uh, yeah, you know, I yeah, we've talked about this a couple times when stuff like this comes up. I don't, I don't like to judge people based on things outside of what we're talking about at the time. You know what I mean? Like, however, however, that doesn't mean they're great people. And that doesn't mean that 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 behavior shouldn't be uh, admonished. But uh, sometimes it is relevant. Sometimes it does inform what's going on. And I think in the case of this quantum TV guy, I think he was just all around shitty for all around reasons. So it makes sense. It just seems like he found a uh, grift that worked for him and then... Over the years, people kept calling him out on it, and then eventually he got big enough or the situation got big enough, and now it seems that it's come to bite him in the ass, and it also seems that because, yeah, while it's not 100% uh, a guaranteed, but because you're in that more public arena, it was more likely eventually going to come It's going to come, come out. out of like more of that personal stuff. Yep. And yeah. Um, well, like I like to say, you know, a person is more than one aspect, but uh, we have yet to see a positive aspect. So. Say, it seems like there's a <laughs> shitty aspects there. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, I think that is all. I almost forgot about that. Uh, yes, Phil Spencer visit, um, which I thought was really cool. But yeah. Um, so uh, next week, I uh, don't know exactly what we're going to be doing. I did have an idea um, for continuing our Sasha describes monsters soon. So it might be that I'll give us a maybe. Um but there could be some other things that come up or, you know, if Sasha needs more time as well, or if for some reason you can't make it because that happens with you as well. Um, or heck, I don't know. Maybe I, I can't, I doubt it. I don't have a lot going on, but well, to be fair, actually next week I'll be, I'll be back well enough time. I have to, well, I don't, I don't, it's an, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be in, in time, but, it's a thing I will. I don't know when it ends. My parents have a giant anniversary party mm. next Saturday. It's their 40th anniversary. There's just, they invited like 60 different people. Okay. I'm sure 20 are going to show up because uh, they invited. They're, it's, I, 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 this is like a, a, like a personal thing, not like really video game related, but uh, I think it's very sad that a lot of people aren't going to be showing up who are invited um, that are immediate family members. Uh, which is... To me, I, I do want to stress that it doesn't mean that they don't care, but it does kind of suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's a big deal to be married 40 years. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a... I think it's... That should that's be a, celebrated. Well, yeah, that, I was going to say that's a trend that has come up more in uh, current current day's weddings is having the uh, years dance. 
where uh, they start out, and the DJ is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Anyone who's been married for a day or less than a day, or whatever, and then the bride and groom walk off right away, and then they usually then go yes. like a year, two years, five years, ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. fifteen, twenty. 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, yeah. Up to like 50 or 60 or something like that. Yeah. I was at one um, where that happened back when I was still married. I think it was the last wedding we went to together. And at that point, we had been married, I think, seven Mm -hmm. years. So we got sat down pretty early-ish. But there was a couple, I think it was 60 years. They were right at 60 um, it was a fun wedding, especially because they play Cotton Eye Joy, <laughs> Joe. I have a dance for Cotton Eye Joe, and I do it every time. I may be three hundred pounds, but I can dance to Cotton Fair Eye enough. Joe. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, thanks yep. Ace for coming. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, be sure to join our Discord. You know, uh, if you feel like following us on Twitter at Hunter Tub Pod, uh, I'm still going to call it Twitter, whatever with the X thing. Uh, at Ace Badger Gaming, if you want to follow Ace specifically, uh, the only Twitter presence I have is the Hunter Tub Pod. So be sure to join the Discord and have fun chatting with us and uh, Mossy almost spoiling the surprise for Sasha. And we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, later. See ya.